0: God, uh, we preachers know that if we open our John and on this room, we speak in vain, and so we ask for your anointing on Father John and on this room today, that every heart in here would be receptive to what you have to speak through him to us. Help us to learn more about your Word and who you are as a good shepherd. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. He said it. <clears throat> Well, I have to to say the way we begin in our African context. Praise God. Okay. okay. <laughs> in 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 Africa, every time when we are in the house of God or when we we doing things of God, who do we praise first? Is God. So I would say, praise God, and everybody would just say, Amen. Praise God, amen. and praise Jesus. Amen, it's such a joyful thing to be with you, and such a joyful thing also to say praise God and amen, uh, even when we are different from different colors, from different contexts. And I'm so glad to be among you here today at the Church of the Good Shepherd, and I'm also from the School of the Good Shepherd, and I, some of you may not know I was also practicing as a shepherd boy also in my country many years ago. And today, preaching actually on Psalm 23 about good shepherd also. So you could see all the good shepherd things everywhere. And I really thank God. And actually, a year ago, something strange happened uh, as part of my work. And uh, a local magazine in South Sudan put out a story and titled it. <laughs> it's so very interesting. And title it and say, Reverend Dow, the good shepherd. I said, who? Me, the good shepherd <laughs> and because you know, uh, as a Christian we only know is Jesus who is the good shepherd, not not any other person, right? And and um and uh I bring greetings from my family, my wife Sarah, and our boys Jacob and Abraham and Isaac and uh <laughs> and uh another good news that we are having also in September, we're going to have another baby, and uh, we still don't know whether a girl or a boy, but we are so happy to receive him in September, and uh, we still don't know which name he will have. So <laughs> so that's uh, another joy. I thank Father Cameron for inviting me and allowing me to be with you. Uh, friendship that uh, we started uh, two years ago with uh, Reverend Sarah, and I'm so happy to be among you, and thank you for your prayers and friendship and support. And uh, I came here like um, about two weeks now, and I was part of the group that is working on uh, on a film and documentary in uh, somewhere here in Florida, in Tampa. So uh, Joshua Court is a small Christian organization, and they are working on a on a documentary called Christians in the Mirror to feature out the plight of the Christians who are being persecuted around the world, including South Sudan. So I, and Sudan. So I was part of that. And you know, uh, there's so many Christians suffering around the world. And this documentary will bring information about Syria, Christians in Iraq, Christians in South Sudan and Sudan, Egypt and India. And, um, and many of you may not know, I, my personal story is part of that suffering for the faith in Christ. And uh, and uh, for those of you who were there in the morning, you heard uh, how we, we suffered for being Christian in that country, in South Sudan. I used to think we are alone, but it is a global problem, and, and Christians are persecuted everywhere. But um, that's why we need the Lord Jesus to be our good shepherd. And um, thank you very much. And uh, uh, going to the word, (coughs) I want to focus on Psalm 23 that David has written, a very good uh, write-up. And it's a chapter that many people know. It's not new to you if you have been a Christian. Commonly used, cited by so many people, and everybody knows about Psalm 23. And even myself, I got to know it when I was at the age of nine, when my uncle actually taught me uh, Psalm 23, and he would taught me how to recite it in my own language. And my uncle was a priest and uh, planting churches in our village, and I was drumming a drum for him. So he taught me Psalm 23 and I would recite it in my own language. And again, I was the shepherd boy at that time, so it, it, it rhymed very well with my role at that time. And um, what stands out in this chapter, in in Psalm 23, is the expression of the complete confidence that David has in God and the, the, the invitations that David has written there um, putting out Uh, the goodness of God in His providence and His protections and His guidance even in our life today. King David who was actually in deep trouble at that time uh, uh, put his confidence and trust in God's ability to deliver him from the difficulties that he was in. So Psalm 23 speak to all of us who may be facing different difficulties in different contexts and Psalm 23 assures us about the confidence and trust that we have in God, and it assures us about the protection and guidance and provision and restoration that God gives to us as as we follow Him. I recall very well uh, my shepherd uh, story and experience when the chapter begins. This chapter 23 says, "Lord, as my good shepherd, it." it Clicked to my mind because we were taught uh, very well by my culture that you know being a good shepherd is very important thing, and uh, we would be taught on how we take care of cattle. My community takes care of cattle and goats and sheep, and and the and the topics about your boyhood trainings in my community, boys would be asked to to actually be responsible for taking care of cattle, whereas the women, the girls, would be asked to do agricultural work and domestic things in the house. And and us would, we would receive trainings, and key on our trainings usually in the cattle camp would be, you know, protect the cattle, care for the cattle, make sure they get the drinks, make sure they get the good grass, make sure they are Taken care, they sleep well, and we would even build shelters for the cattle. Can you imagine? And my father used to have like uh, about 150 cows, which was really a poor man because many many people in that community would have over 500 cattle or a thousand. And then you have to build a shelter for uh, the sick cows and the and the and the weak ones. So this idea of the care. Protection and uh, provision uh, to go out and graze the cattle in a, in a good place and make sure they go to the right place and protect them from the wild animals and clean them and spray them with ashes so that you know ticks and other things will not disturb them and look after them that they should not get lost and and, and I will recall when when you actually um, go after the cattle and and you do not perform well, maybe the cattle do not eat well, and they do not drink, or some of them get lost, you would actually receive a punishment uh, as, as, a, as a boy shepherd. And this is something that Jeremiah echoed very well. For the shepherds to be good um, uh, is very important to to look up to the Lord. And this was the time among the children of Israel that uh people forgot about God especially the leaders and that's why Jeremiah was prophesying to them and said okay if you're not looking after my my people very well i will raise up my own shepherds and 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 i would and i would raise uh them so that they can be able to take care of my flock so that they, they the flock should not be in fear and should not be alone and should not be missing because the idea of protecting your flock, not to get lost, not to not to be missing, is very important. So when I see those things, uh, it, it makes me uh, feel comfortable and remind me of the key roles that our good shepherd, uh, the Lord Jesus, gives us. Of course, David himself was a, was a shepherd boy like me, and he was probably trained uh, very well on how to protect his cattle and sheep. And even to the point that when he killed the lion, uh, I haven't killed the lion, but I, it was part of the training that was given to me. And I believe if David comes to our community, he would actually be highly regarded because he succeeded to the right training of protecting the, the, the flock. And God described himself as the good shepherd. And this is very important, Jesus Christ, our Lord, um, Uh, remind us uh, uh, about him being the good shepherd. And these key ideas of the provision and the way God put himself to be the one providing to us is very important. And that's why David actually put it out, and because the nature of the good shepherd lies in the provision of the necessities that he gives to his people. The green pastures, the place to be satisfied. Uh, A good shepherd Personally would be concerned about the welfare of, of his cattle and sheep. That's why David would understand these and puts it in the perspective. Jesus Christ himself say he is the good shepherd because he would provide to us because he would be caring for our welfare. David also reminded us about the guidance that the good shepherd would do. In verse three and four, he spoke about How God guides him, he guides me, he leads me, he restores me. Because the good shepherd, the role is important in guidance. The guidance of God is through his word. He guides us through his word. He guides us to places of safety, to places of righteousness. And that's why you hear when Paul was talking to the Ephesians to tell them, the Lord Jesus is taking us to the righteousness place. So sometimes we would rebel and refuse the guidance of God, and usually we would be lost uh, to different directions because if the flocks are without the good shepherd, because if they don't hear good guidance from the good shepherd, they would get lost. So that's why you see when Jesus Christ came and talked to the people and he saw them, he just saw them like people who have no direction in mind. He saw them needy people, nobody who presented them himself like the one to care for them. And what did he do? He sat down and fed them. He sat down and instructed them to guide them. He didn't leave them like that. That is the key role of a good shepherd. Another nature of the shepherd's care lies in the protection that he gives. And David speaks clearly, uh, and he symbolizes it uh, with the use of the rod and the staff. I recall very well when I was a shepherd boy, we would be given sticks, two different sticks. One to use for protection, and you would be trained how to use it. If it is a lion, you would be told how to use it. If it is a hyena, you would be told how to, to use your stick for scaring away the hyena. And another stick to care for the cows and to 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 bring them Jesus Christ is our stick that we use to protect us from the dangers of the world and and his image of him uh, uh caring for us using the staff uh uh is a great thing for us Jesus Christ himself is our great shepherd when David remind us of these images he's he's reminding us about the great shepherd When Jesus Christ is the one shepherding us, we cannot get missed. We cannot get lost. We will not miss clean water to drink. He made sure that he fits us with his word. He made sure that he cares for us. He showed it to us by the acts of his humility and compassion. And Mark said, when Jesus Christ came and saw the crowd, he was moved by the compassion and he came right to them, and he began teaching them to give them the instruction of how they can move about in this difficult world. Jesus Christ reaches out with his compassion, uh, and he prepares for us uh, his life. And he shows us when he protects us, he protects us even to the point of death. He died on the cross to protect us because it is the key role of a good shepherd, to to protect even to the point of death, to protect actually make you to stand the risk of uh, of being entering into the danger. When we are cattle or sh- uh, flock without a shepherd, we would risk insecurity. And you know very well, and I do know very well, when I was in the situation of insecurity, and even now in my country, sometimes we would live in fear. And when you are alone without protection, then you would live in fear. You could be harassed and you could be hurt, uh, by the things of this world when you are alone. It's not about actually even lacking the shelter or lacking good food in my context or, or having problems that, or not having a good job or maybe your feeling is hurt, but it's about when you are actually having no, the protection of Jesus. If you rest your heart on other things and not rest your heart and your spirit on Jesus Christ, you will purposely, you will actually remain insecure and you will be hurt and you would get lost. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, is here responding to us, those of us who are hearted in our hearts. He calls us for healing and restoration and David saw that clearly. Good shepherd heals and restore his flocks. Jesus Christ himself came and stood in the gap to heal us. You could see in the stories uh, that he, he did many so healings to the people who need healing. Our Lord Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd who laid down His his life, who laid down his life so that we may have life, so that we can live a full life with blessing and abundance so that we can get the everlasting life. Most of the time, especially when I was in South Sudan, those cattle who always do not want to be in the in the company of the other flock, when they run off, they will always be in problems. But our Lord Jesus is inviting us. Because he's a good shepherd, he can care, he can protect, he can provide, He can restore, He can heal right now in our conditions. You might be going through so many other things, but the Lord Jesus present Himself as your good shepherd. Would you not like to be in the company, in the shepherdhood of Jesus Christ? He doesn't need much from us. It needs just only our hearts to surrender them to Him to set them to him because that's why Jesus Christ is pointing us uh, to himself because of the assurance that he has given us. Jesus Christ is inviting us today, come to my flock, because he assures us of his protection. He can stand for us for sure even to the point of death. He has the life, everlasting life. He has food, food that would be enough and that would not run out. He would guide us with his word. That is food for our soul and food for our life. There is unique relationship when we come to his kingdom or, or his flock. Jesus Christ today invites us to be in his company because he's our good shepherd. No any other good shepherd out there apart from Jesus Christ. If you trust other companies, other shepherds, you would get lost. You would run out of food. You would have no direction. You would have no any trust. You would trust the things, but they would fade out. But here is our Lord Jesus Christ, who presents himself to protect us, to provide us, to heal us. And to restore us to his own flock. Would you not want to be part of his flock? He is inviting you. Amen. Amen.